Life is like a book. The years are like chapters. The months are like pages. Paragraphs are like weeks. And sentences are like days. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Mr. A+. I'm your host, Michael Theo. And today, I'll be having a fun conversation, I suppose, with with one of my two producers, who's also kind of my co-host. Um, her name is Mandy. And I'm also kind of your friend. Yep, she's also a friend of mine as well. <laughs> so, let's get started, shall we? Hello, Mandy. Hello, Michael. I'm sorry for interrupting you. I'm feeling playful. That's all right. All good. That's good to hear. So, we're going to just have some fun, some general chats today. That we are. I've also got a few challenges for you, so I hope you're up for a challenge or two. Okay. Let's see what you got. <laughs> challenge accepted. All right. So, how are you, first of all? Have you had a good week? Anything outstanding happen for you this week? Well, one thing did happen. I'm not really going to talk about work because it's something I don't really prefer to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I will reveal this. You know how I've been missing the Burmese Star tortoise and the spotted handfish for my Yowie collection? Yes. I finally got them. So that means my co- collection is finally complete. This is huge news. Congratulations. Thank you. So how many Yowies do you have in total? 135 to be exact. Right. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, these are little tiny plastic moulded animals that come in a chocolate treat called a Yowie. We can find them in uh, places like Big W and Woolworths. Okay. And we did speak to the lady who runs Yowie, who helps to choose these animals. So if you want to catch up on that episode, it was from a few weeks ago. Cynthia Thayer. Yep. That it was. That was a great chat. So you were missing a couple and now you've got them. And did you get such huge satisfaction? I did, yes. Did you do a happy dance? No. Do you ever do a happy dance? No. Not even in the privacy of your quarters? No, I don't do happy dances. I do. It's For me, it's kind of out of character. It is a little bit. You've seen my happy dances. Yes, I have. <laughs> don't sound so enthusiastic about them. Uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm really pleased for you. That's exciting news. Thank you. Did you have to eat a lot of chocolate to get the rest of your yowies? Some kind of, but um, a lot of them I purchased on eBay. Right. You cheated. I had no choice. <laughs> but also at the time, I had no connections. These were purchases from last year. Ah, right. Okay. I made a lot of offers and bids on eBay. I see. There's something really satisfying about collecting, isn't there? Yeah, it is. I collected stamps when I was a kid. Oh. Then I collected stickers and then I, you know, would swap stickers. And did you ever collect footy cards or anything as a kid? Nope. Well, you're not really a sport person. What else have you collected? I've also collected um, crystal clusters, affirmation angels and commemorative $2 coins. Ah, now these are the ones with the colours on them, aren't they? Yep. So for anyone not in Australia, our $2 coin is a sort of a goldy-looking coin, but there's been some special releases which have... What, what's on them, Michael, apart from the colours? Well, it would be the poppy flower, which is red, in honour of Remembrance Day in November. 
So how many coins do you have? I never counted. Do you ever just get tempted to spend them? Nope. For those who don't know about the $2 coins in Australia, on the back of the $2 coins and the $1 coins is an emblem of Queen Elizabeth herself. Mm. Actually, I meant to say Her Royal Majesty Queen Elizabeth. She turned 94 or 5, was it, the other day? Nope, 96. There you go. Wow, 96. No other monarch has ever lived seven years on the th- on the throne. No, she's a very impressive woman. And in that time, she's had world wars. She's had all sorts of things happen. Yep. Amazing. And, and last year, she sadly lost her husband. I know. I know. That must have been devastating for her. Yeah, it must have been. And he was ni- 99. They did all right, didn't they? They were married for almost 74 years. That is just remarkable, that kind of commitment. Yeah. The only other marriage that I know that's lasted almost as much that time was George W. Bush's parents. Oh, right. How long did they make? They they were married in 1945, and they both passed away in 2018. Yeah. What do you think it takes to be married to someone for 70 years? Uh, I don't know. All I know is it takes a lot of, a lot of hard work on both sides, mm-hmm. um, open, open communication, and a lot of commitment to each other. I reckon it takes a lot of forgiveness too. That it you does. know, patience and forgiveness, just that no one's perfect. We're all going to screw up at some point, aren't we? Yep. And as I heard on Rick and Morty, nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. That's very philosophical. I kind of agree with that because everybody is brought into this world for a reason. Mm. Life is, is a journey of learning. Mm. This is how I look at life. Life is like a book. The years are like chapters. The months are like pages. Paragraphs are like weeks. And sentences are, are like days of the week. And then words could be like hours. I suppose. And letters could be minutes. We could keep going. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a really fascinating analogy. I like that. You know, some books are big, some books are little. I suppose. Now, listen, we have had a bit of a random start to this episode, but I'm going to get us back on track if that's okay. Sure. It's been fun, don't get me wrong, but I'd like to challenge you right now. Okay. Have you heard of moral dilemmas? I think I might have, but it doesn't seem entirely familiar. Okay. Well, what I thought I'd do is challenge you right now with a moral dilemma. Okay, let's hear it. Firstly, in case you're not completely clear, a moral dilemma is a bit of a conflict where you have to choose between a couple of things and it's a really difficult choice and there's always good reasons for each choice and there's always bad reasons for each choice. So it's a very, yeah. it's a very difficult decision to make. That's why it's called a moral dilemma. All right, you ready for this? Yes. Now, I want you to truly imagine yourself in this position, Michael, because it's one thing to sort of be thinking about it in an abstract way. But if you really put yourself in this position, it's really, it should be quite challenging. All right. You've got a friend and your friend tells you that they committed a crime and they explain to you that they're having trouble sleeping at night and that you're the only one that they can trust with their confession. And then a few days later, you read in the paper or you hear on the TV that somebody has been arrested for your friend's crime. Now, do you go to the police and tell them what you know? 
Do you encourage your friend to confess and warn him or her that if they don't do so that you're going to tell? Or do you say nothing because you will betray your friend? I think I would most likely go to the police and tell them what I know because that other person could be wrongfully tried for that certain crime. But the other, but the other person, um, if people commit crimes, they have to pay the price because if you give bad karma, you'll receive bad karma. People don't get away with crimes for long. I agree with you. But you know that that means you'll probably lose that friend, right? Yes, I know, but some friends are worth losing. But what if you were really close to them? What if they were a really special friend? Okay, think of your best friend. Personally, I would never be best friends with somebody who would ever commit a crime. Maybe they didn't intend to, and they just did it, but they didn't own up to it. They just can't live with it sitting down. All right, so you're pretty clear on that one, right? You're going to go to the police. I don't think I'd have a choice. Do you know what I might do? I might get my friend and say, listen... I think we need to do this together. Let's go to the police. Hmm. Yeah, that's actually a that's actually a, a wiser option. Oh, are you calling me wise? Are you well, saying I'm wise? <laughs> I guess so. Um, that that is a smarter choice, though. Well, I guess you've got to try and support this person, right? Mm-hmm. If you can. Yes, of course. I mean, they might tell you to rack off and you know, get out of their life, and you know, it's all over Red Rover. But if that person does that, just. Report them. I like talking to you about this because you are a very black and white person. That's just my view on things. I, I've always been like that. I know you have, and I like that about you, but there are lots of grey areas of life, and I wanted to explore some of the grey areas with you. What else do you have? In a minute, I'm going to get you to share some facts about an animal with me because I know you love animals, and okay, I love the way you know so much about so many incredible animals. But before we do that, I've come up with a new segment. Are you ready? Sure. It's got a really cool name, Michael. I came up with it myself. Are you ready? Yes. Brace yourself. Are you braced? Yeah. Are you excited? Sort of. It's called Disney Quiz Me. Okay. This this should be easy. Oh, really? Look at you, Mr. Showoff. All right, because you know so much about Disney, right? Uh, sort of. How many Disney movies do you reckon you've seen? 20 at least. Right, okay. Have you seen the old ones as well as the new ones? Yes. Not all of them, just some. This is where I choose a Disney film that I think you've seen. Okay. And I quiz you. All right. And if you get them wrong, you owe me a beer. And if you get them right, I owe you a beer. I don't drink beer. Oh, okay. What do you drink? Orange juice with um liqueur. What's that called? A fuzzy navel. But not just any liqueur, it has to be peach snaps. Okay, so if you get these correct, I'll buy you a fuzzy... What is it, a fuzzy navel? Yes. And if you get these correct, you can buy me a fuzzy navel. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, here we go. We're talking about Frozen. Okay. Every little girl's favourite movie. Hey, they're not just for girls. Don't be, like, putting people in gender boxes and stuff. Boys can enjoy Frozen too. Uh, speak for yourself. I'm actually a, a kind of a closet fan. Well, don't be a closet fan. Be a proud fan. Frozen's for everyone. I was just making a note that, that Frozen is literally every little girl's favourite film. And fun fact, my sister hasn't even seen it, and she's ne- probably never going to. You should force her to. Uh, I Tie don't her think to that a chair. would work. Tie her to the chair. That would be... At least two hours of torture. Do you do that brotherly thing where you annoy her by singing the songs from Frozen? 
No. Well, you should. I don't do that at all. Well, you should. I'm not even a singer. All right. Are you ready for this quiz? Are you shaking in your boots? <sighs> no. All right. Question one. There's three questions. Are you ready? Yes. First of all, who is the character Kristoff, by the way? Kristoff is a mountain man who sells ice for a living, and his only companion is a reindeer named Sven, who always accompanies him. All right, well, that wasn't one of the questions. I just wanted you to remind me about Kristoff. Question one, who raised Kristoff? Um, the trolls did. Guess what? What? You got it wrong. It's the rock trolls. The rock trolls. You didn't say rock. <laughs> I didn't think I needed to say that word. Well, too bad. So sad. Who cares? All right, question number two. You ready? Yes. How many salad plates do Elsa and Anna own? 8,000, I believe. Wrong! It's 1,000. Oh, you are failing this quiz. You have got one chance to redeem yourself. Are you ready? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, question number three. Okay. What are snogies? And how are they created? Um, snow geese are um, small um, snowmen made of snow. Um, uh, Elsa um, created those unintentionally and accidentally without knowing because she had a cold at the time. Every time she sneezed, they were created just like that. Oh, so they're like frozen boogers. Not sure, but um, they're, they're similar to, a little bit similar to um, Olaf in that they're, they're living beings. They're like frozen boogers that come to life. I suppose. <laughs> one, would like, one would like to think so. Well, that you have got correct, my friend. That's because I've seen both films and Frozen Fever and, and Olaf's Frozen Adventure. You didn't get all of the questions right, but that's okay. You did okay. It was a good effort. Well, guess what? I fell too and just... Succeeded in answering one question correctly. You did. You didn't fail so completely. What? So, no, I think nobody owes anyone anything at this, at this point, all right? No. All right, I've got some other questions about Frozen for you, though. All right. If you had to marry Anna or Elsa, who would you choose? Anna. Oh, Anna. What do I keep calling her Anna for? She's Anna. It's Anna. It's Anna. Sorry. Because she's a, a lot of fun and she's full of life. I noticed that in the second film, she often kept asking Elsa, are you okay? Like, almost every 10 minutes. Is that a good thing? Uh, I'm not sure, but if I did it to my siblings, they would get pissed. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. And the other thing about Anna is she hates being alone, and she's extremely animated. Can you impersonate anyone in the movie? Sure. Hee-hee. <laughs> Big summer blowout. Have up swimming suits. Clogs and a sun bomb of my own invention. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that? Is that the Sven dude? No, Oaken. He's that that guy that that owns the place, Wandering Oaken's trading posts and sauna. Oh, fun! Well done. That was the first edition of Disney Quiz Me. Now I'm hoping that you can tell me something fun about animals because I know you're passionate about them and I want to learn something new. That I can tell you. Okay, great. All right. One animal that I'm going to talk about this week is the platypus. Oh, yes. You know what? It is such a freaky animal. I suppose it is, but it's because they're a mammal, but 
They also have a bill, and they're one of the few mammals that lays eggs. The, the platypus is maybe commonly known around the world, but they're actually also the national animal of New South Wales. In fact, um, they need to eat about 20% of their own weight each day. And therefore, they're required to spend an average of at least 12 hours daily looking for food. What do platypi eat? Is it platypi? Is that how you say it? Platypuses. Platypuses? What do platypuses yeah. eat? I can tell you that. Platypuses feed on worms, insect larvae, freshwater shrimp, and freshwater yabby. And um, yabbies are crayfish. Yeah, like a freshwater crayfish, aren't they? Yeah. How long did they have to look for food for? 12 hours. Yeah, 12 hours a day. That's a lot of time. Yep. Imagine if you had to spend 12 hours at the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, that would be annoying. Yes. And they're also um, featured on the on the Australian 20 cent coin. You know, I don't think many people around the world who could be listening right now know that our coins have animals on them and we love that about our coins. That they do. The 5 cent coin has the echidna. Yes. The 10 cent coin has a lyre bird. I love that one. 20 cent coin has as the platypus, of course. Yep. The 50 cent coin has the red kangaroo and the emu, which are both the national animals of Australia. Yeah. The dollar coin. Um, the dollar coin. You're cheating. I'm watching Michael. He's about to open his wallet. I can see him. I can see him. He thinks I can't see him. Michael, are you cheating? Possibly. <laughs> Go on, tell me. What's on the dollar coin? Five kangaroos, I think so, yeah. What about the two dollar coin? It's a it's a person, but I forget, but I'm not sure who that person is. Oh, it's an amazing. It, I, I do love the two dollar coin, actually. It's got the Southern Cross on it, and it has, it has a picture of an Aboriginal elder. Oh, that's what that person is. Yeah. A Walpiri and Matyeri man of the Northern Territory. Of Australia. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So, where were we? We were oh, yeah, talking we're about talking plat- platypuses. <laughs> yes, we are. We got distracted. Yes, of course. But that doesn't matter. No. We were just giving trivia facts. Correct. More fun facts about the platypus is that while both male and female platypuses are born with ankle spurs, only the spurs on the male's back ankles deliver venom. Oh. It is one of the few species of venomous mammals. In fact, the male platypus has a spur on the hind foot that delivers a venom, which is capable of causing severe pain to humans. Wow! I know. Incredible, right? Even though the venom is powerful enough to kill smaller mammals, such as dogs, the venom is not lethal to humans, but the the pain is very excruciating. Wow, I had no idea. It must be for predators, surely. Yeah, possibly. I know that platypuses are quite shy, so the chance of a human getting stabbed by a, a platypus are probably quite low. As of 2020, it is a legally protected species in every state where it lives. Mm. Those, those states would be Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, and Tasmania. But... It was also introduced to Kangaroo Island, oh, I believe. Yeah, in South Australia. Yep, that's right. That's where I'm from. Oh, where in South Australia? I was born in Adelaide. It's a pity that it wasn't Handorf. It's a German town. It is indeed. They've got great sausage and stuff up there. 
Uh, I would love to visit Handorf. One day I'll take you there, Michael. We'll go on a trip to Adelaide. You can meet my family. I'll take you to Handorf and then we can go to the Barossa Valley, drink some wine. Oh, okay. sorry. We'll get some fl- fluffy navels. Fuzzy navels. Fuzzy That's navels. Better. We'll get there. That's better. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Back to the platypus. Yep, that's right. Another fun fact is um, the platypus was also one of the um, Yowie toys in the Premiere series. Ah. They're found in the streams and rivers of eastern Australia. Their conservation status is vulnerable due to habitat loss and also pollution as well. Disgusting, isn't it? We all have to take responsibility for it, though, right? Yes, we do. But unfortunately, some people just don't care. Every politician needs to do better for their country. Correct. I agree with you there. Let's save the platypuses. Exactly. But also, um, we're not really... I'm not prepared to go into discussion of politicians. No. This is a politics-free zone, mate. Exactly. We should have a sound effect. Sure. <laughs> anyway, um, well, it, it has a duck-like bill, but it also has a tail like a beaver. So weird. In fact, it feeds entirely underwater. It uses its super sensitive bill to detect electrical signals given off by prey. Wow. And therefore, it doesn't open its eyes underwater. They rely entirely on their bills to navigate and hunt. So their bills are like a little metal detector. I suppose so. You know, kind of picking up the vibes. Yeah, it senses prey through electrolocation. That is fascinating. It is such an incredible creature, not only to look at, but now I know that it's got these poisonous spurs and electrical... Uh, technically, only the males do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the males have the, 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 the spurs and they've got these bills that detect food, like... Yep. In fact, I'm actually quite fond of them. I wonder if anyone's done any research into the venom. Because that venom could be, like, you just never know. That venom could be some sort of crazy cancer treatment or something, you know? Yeah, maybe. But also, um, as I mentioned before, the venom is not lethal to humans. But, you know, they're looking into venoms as interesting things to research in terms of human pain control and in terms of human cures and chemicals, like the jellyfish chemicals and things. They're looking at all of that stuff to see if it can benefit humans. Yeah, a lot, a, along with the venom from funnel web spiders. Yes, incredible. This segment's called Michael the Madman. Okay. <laughs> you know how you like to play villains? Yes, but that's mostly because it's a uh, coping mechanism. If you want to go back and have a listen, Michael does some great villain impersonations. He did them with Tracy Hoyt on the last episode. So if you go back to last week, you'll hear that one. Yeah. And you do a good villain. So I thought... I do? Yeah, you do. So I thought a good challenge would be to give you a little script to do as a villain. Bit of an improvisation, right? The challenge comes, Michael, because the script I'm going to give you is actually a love poem. Okay. And you have to do a love poem... Or a very nice piece of writing as a villain without laughing. Okay. You can do an evil laugh if it's part of the villain. But All if right. you actually genuinely laugh, you lose the challenge. Okay, fine. Okay, you ready? Yep. Let's go, Michael the Madman. <laughs> <coughs> 
When I think of you, I know you think of me too. Our life is like a dream. A beautiful moonbeam. Keep me in your heart so that we will never part. <laughs> that was very well done. Did that feel weird? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> I love poem is not suitable for a villain. I know. That's why I'm giving it to you. I'm challenging you. Okay. That's How did I do? You did very well. I mean, it was kind of Thanks. scary. It was kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you a different line. One that's more suitable for a villain. Okay. You know I won't miss you when you're gone. Human beings are stupid and unreliable and I care very little about them. But machines are diligent, relentless. They're everything to me! That you did well. I mean, that you did well because the villain is saying villainous things. Obviously. The challenge comes when the villain is saying love things and you've got to sound mean. Yep. Um, for those of you that don't know that line, that was from Sonic the Hedgehog, the first the first one from oh. 2020. Oh. That line was from Robotnik, courtesy of Jim Carrey, one of the funniest guys alive. All right, it's time to move on to Ask Mr. A+. Absolutely. This is how we end the show. This is where you get questions. And today we've jumped on your Instagram page and we've said, ask me anything. And Michael, you've got some great questions. Okay, let's do it. Our first one comes from Hey You. And they want to know, do you get recognised from the TV show Love on the Spectrum a lot? To put the answer correctly and bluntly, yes, I do get recognised a lot. What happens? Do people stop you in the street? Yeah, on the street or in a mall or anywhere, anywhere I go. And what do you do when they stop you? What do they usually want from you? They just basically compliment me and the show and my family as well. That's basically what they do. And some of them even ask me for a selfie. And do you oblige? Yes, of course, because it makes their day, puts a smile on their face. The world needs more of that. Absolutely. Good on you, Michael. That's fantastic. Because after all, my father even said to me many years ago, there's too much animosity in the world as it is. Yeah. Yonita Sayer has asked you a question about being autistic. Okay. She says, my son is two and he has autism. And I want to know from your perspective, what is the best thing I can do for him? I want him to grow up and to be happy and confident like you. And I want to be the best parent I can be. How can I do that? My, my mother did, didn't really do anything different for me. She just basically raised me the best she could. She just, you know, she encouraged me. She supported me. She nurtured me. She protected me from bad, bad influences, encouraged me to socialize with people, support my dreams and desires and always believed in me and always told me positive things basically just do that for, you, for your son just just raise him the best way you can shelter him from bad influences protect him well encourage him support him and he will grow up to have great potential to do anything he sets his mind to beautiful i think that's great advice thanks yeah. michael i got some more here. There's plenty of questions coming through. Okay. Stephanie asks, what was the last thing that made you cry? Uh, that's a bit of a tough one. The one thing I can remember is watching a scene from Wentworth on YouTube. It's when a character named Marie Winter was stabbed and killed and lying in a pool of blood. Oh, my God, that's gruesome. Yeah, it is. When I first watched it, it brought tears to my eyes twice. Because the, 
the character is played by Susie Porter, who I adore a lot. And I, she's, she's even been on the podcast as well. And I told her, even told her that I want her to be my on-screen mother in something. She's a wonderful human being. She is a wonderful human being. It was great to listen to her. If you've missed that podcast, go back and have a listen. It's really cool. Sometimes I wish I could just share a meal with her. Yeah, well, you should email her and ask her. You've got her email address. You're a celebrity. Yeah. Use your celebrity power, mate. Yeah, I, I would love to have a meal with her. I've got some more questions. Are you ready? Yep. What is your favorite way to relax? That's from Lauren Faslik. Well, my favorite ways to relax is just watch television. I know it's more of a pastime, but it's something that I've always enjoyed doing. Other ways for me to to relax are socializing with friends or possibly doing meditation or yoga. One thing I would love to do is Tai Chi, but I've never had the chance. Well, you got to do these things, right? Yep. I've got one last Ask Mr. A Plus from the Instagram page. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. It's from Cassie Shattuck. I love this so much. Michael, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? <laughs> that is a very dumb question. I love this question. You've got to answer it. You've got to answer it. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Uh... I think I'd probably choose the the horse-sized duck because if I chose the second option, I'd be outnumbered. And, and the other thing is horses are very gentle, noble creatures. They are. What are you saying about ducks, though? You're saying that ducks aren't noble? Ducks are – some ducks are kind of wild. They're, they should not be killed. They just need tackling. So you're going to tackle – you're going to tackle a horse-sized duck. Yeah, basically jump on its back, get a, get some rope, and then lasso its beak similar to, to a horse. Yeah, right. And then where are you going to ride it? Where are you going to ride the horse duck? <laughs> Anywhere I desire. <laughs> great answer. And you know what? I think we can leave the podcast on that note. Thank you, Michael. What a great time I've had. My pleasure. Thank you for your time, Mandy. Always good to chat to you. If anyone wants to get in touch, they can do so at Michael's Instagram, Mr. Underscore A Underscore Plus Underscore Michael. And you can also email Michael at Mr. A Plus Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Mandy. Thanks for your time. Enjoy the long weekend. Ciao. Auf Wiedersehen.